Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell. Welcome into another edition of the Howler, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell alongside you again. I was going to say once again, but uh, I feel like I say that every time, so I figured I'd switch it up. I was expecting you to say it. Yeah, I figured I'd uh, uh, switch it up, you know. Good work. Just like Kevin Keats switched it up on us this year when we weren't expecting to be any good. <laughs> but... Um, We'll talk about that. Uh, today we'll talk about, well, I guess we'll start with the, um, well, we'll start with the baseball team, I guess. I don't really have a whole lot to say about them. They're 14-3, uh, and three, and uh, they beat UNC Asheville today. They can hit. Uh, mm-hmm. Brett Kinman has won pretty much every award on the face of the earth the first couple weeks of the season. And um, they head to Clemson this week for a big series. They beat Boston College 2 out of 3 last week. Um, so that's where they are. Women's basketball hosting the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament, which is um, it's pretty important how important – I mean, why do you think it's important? I mean, whenever you get to play games at home, it's a big deal. But especially tournament games, having the opportunity to host not just the first round but the first two rounds is definitely a big deal. Big deal for the fan base as well. Get out and watch some women's basketball. I know they're giving the first 100 students there free tickets and after that student tickets are only five dollars so definitely trying to get some students out there to support the women's basketball team which is great Westmore has done a fantastic job yet again yep so women's basketball and baseball are a lot are very similar um to me in terms of uh just the support that they have and the revenue um that they bring in it's very similar I think some schools have bigger it's either women's basketball or baseball, I feel like, for for most schools. Um, <coughs> NC State's found a way to be good in both sports. But I, I know that in baseball, your regular season goal pretty much always is to be able to host a regional at the end of the season. And uh, the, f- the top 16 teams get to host in baseball, and that's really a goal, you know. You can try to win your conference – you know, do all these other things, you know, win as many games mm-hmm. as possible. But uh, at the end of the day, your ultimate regular season goal in baseball is to uh, win the regional and or host a regional, excuse me. And it's such a huge deal when you're able to accomplish that. It, it's just, it's awesome, especially for your fans and mm-hmm. for your players. And I feel like it, it's uh, really similar for uh, women's basketball. I didn't know this. I guess this isn't the first time they've hosted. I don't think so. Yeah, they've hosted they hosted about 10 years ago. Um I think I can't remember exactly what year it was. I was not aware of that. But um what's crazy to me is looking not that this team hasn't been successful because clearly they've been successful enough to host this year, but that the Lions basketball they team didn't last host year. last year. Yeah, they should have. It's hosted. just kind of like if you look at they got the raw end of that deal for sure. Yeah, last year's team beating all those top 25 teams, and they still didn't get yeah. to host. Last year's team had <coughs> m- had um, 
more signature wins, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this year's team had one like one signature well, two signature wins, I'd say. Yeah. Florida State, who's like a top ten team and Duke in the tournament, which really enabled them to get this host spot. But um yeah, it is kind of weird that they didn't host last year, yeah. but they are hosting this year. It is. It's an, a discussion for another day for the NCAA. Um, but, you know, whatever, like I said, with baseball and women's basketball, that's really your goal, you know. Talk about all your conference uh, rankings and, you know, top 25 and conference standings, I guess I should say. But uh, if you host a regional at the end of the year, um, it's just a hugely successful mm-hmm. season. And then obviously – you know, the starts of the new season. And NC State plays Elon um, on Friday. And Maryland, I can't remember who the fourth team is. Uh, Princeton. Princeton. So, may I, look, I thought NC State got a pretty difficult draw. Um, and, you know, I, that doesn't really surprise me, seeing as NC State was probably one of the last one or two teams mm-hmm. picked to host. But uh, you'll take them anyway. You can get them. Maryland's going to be a really tough test, as is Elon. Uh so uh, we'll see what happens there. And I think NC State will surely have an excellent crowd there, um, pretty much as always, mm-hmm. par for the course. Absolutely. Um, so uh, great for Westmore in the program. Uh, first time they've hosted under him. I can't remember the last time they hosted overall, but uh, uh, huge congrats to them. Now we can move on to uh, men's basketball. A poor showing. Last week in the yeah. ACC tournament, I guess. Uh, what were your thoughts during and after the game? During the game, heart attack. Yeah. Cardiac pack is still alive and well. Um, I don't feel like... Like, there were some times during that game where I was like, oh, no. But I wasn't... I never really felt like we were out of the game. Yeah. You know, I just feel like that's kind of a recurring theme with these Kevin Keats teams is like eight times. How many games were there this season that like we were out of the game and we stayed out of the game? Virginia, Notre Dame. I wouldn't I wouldn't even say Virginia. It's certainly Notre Dame. You could maybe make an argument for the first game against Clemson. Yeah. Really outside of those first two games, that was pretty much it. Like against Notre Dame and Clemson. I just didn't feel like th- this NC State team was just yeah giving uh, up down for count, you know? Right. I mean, they fight, but they also force turnovers and and take a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. That's how you get back in a game. Yep. But yep, yep. Your thoughts after the game? Heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. It was, it was sad. I just feel like the team just didn't have a good – no, they had an awful day. And I feel like on a good day, like a semi-decent day, they would have won that game. They would have won that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I kind of felt a game like that coming, just because they'd played so well for so long. Mm-hmm. And you could have argued that it was the Georgia Tech game, <coughs> but uh, honestly, the the refs just screwed us over in the Georgia mm-hmm. Tech game. That wasn't really any of our doing. But uh, speaking of TV, Teddy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I felt like we were due for a game like that. And Boston College is a very capable team. Mm-hmm. They're in the NIT. Uh, 
that team's no slouch, and they pick. Uh, this is something that if you've paid any attention to Boston College over the last two years, with those two guards from North Carolina, Kai Bowman and Jerome Robinson, A, they're really good, and B, they take it to heart when they play a team from North mm -hmm. Carolina that yep. none of the three teams here recruited them. Yep. And so that just immediately puts us behind the eight ball. And um, a couple weeks ago, we sp we played them. We got off to an awful start. I think we didn't score for the first, like, six seven minutes. Yeah, seven minutes. Something like that. And uh, <laughs> And we pretty much just dominated the game after that. And I really just felt like coming into the game we like it we were gonna have to play well and obviously we didn't play well mm -hmm. at all but i felt like we were gonna get boston college's best shot and uh and we did <laughs> you know you got to give them credit yeah. honestly i mean that's where i'm at with that game you just got to tip your hat and say you know what we didn't show up um and they did and they they earned that game and uh, you know you move on the the uh, tell me you can tell me how you feel about this too the most frustrating part about it for me is I thought NC State had a really good draw. If NC State could have beaten Boston College, I would have loved our chances against Clemson, and I also think we could have beaten or at least given a Virginia a real, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Run for their money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing, this is not really answering your question, but – it's obviously a disappointing loss, but at the end of the day, every single time a loss like that happens, this team has bounced back. Mm -hmm. And that's and heading into the tournament, that's huge. Right. I I think sometimes people I I don't know. You can. What are your thoughts on the N ACC versus the NCAA tournament? Is there one you'd rather win? To me, they're both completely separate entities, and and I won an ACC ch tournament championship almost as badly as I want to like make the Final Four or something mm -hmm. like that. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, a national ch to me, a national championship is a bigger deal. Right. Um, I'm not disputing that. Um. The Elite Eight. The yeah, yeah, I guess. Elite Eight, Final Four. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough decision. I, I think the ACC tournament uh, is a spectacular event. It shouldn't be in New York, but w that's uh, that's not something we're going to talk about. <laughs> but the conference tournaments are just so much fun. And for me, it's disappointing because we haven't done anything in them in, what, three years now? Yeah, the I thing mean, the thing about the conference tournament is like it gets back down to like the nitty gritty conference rivalries that right. there are. And you're playing your third game in three days, mm -hmm. or your fourth game in four days. The last three years we haven't done anything in the tournament. Four years ago we were in the quarterfinals, but we got absolutely smoked by Duke. Yes. And I think like that's so the last four years in my mind, I mean for me to for you to say you made a run in the tournament you've got to win you've got to at least make it to the semifinals i guess depending on where you're at but nc state for all intents and purposes hasn't done anything in the last four years um and that's it's disappointing but 
yeah. don't know, man. Like, my thing is, what seed were we in the tournament last year? 13, 12, okay. something like that. And in his, like, that's seven spots. Oh, I'm, just not, with a new I'm not coach. disputing that. So right, my that's po- a different yeah, discussion. My point, in, my point is that I feel like NC State fans for years have just been like, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming, you know? But, like, I think everybody kind of sees now, NC State fan or not, like, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I feel like it's no more, like, it's not any more of just like a, oh, wait till next same year. old NC State, wait till na- next year. Well, that brings up a different discussion of the whole NC State stuff thing, which apparently a lot of people wanted to blame this game on. Okay. Yes. Can no? I can I talk about that? Yeah. NC State stuff. That whole phrase drives me up the absolute wall. For the sheer fact that that was started to work against NC State, I can guarantee that that wasn't started by an NC State fan, and by NC State fans continuously repeating it, putting it all over social media like putting it all over everywhere, you're feeding into that NC State stuff mentality, which is exactly what everywhere else wants you to do. All the other fan bases love it because it makes the NC State fan base look disappointed in their team or look upset with their team. That drives me up the absolute wall. Other teams lose on buzzer beaters. Other teams come back and still lose. It happens. But when stuff happens, Chapel Hill lost to Miami on a buzzer beater. Chapel Hill lost in the national championship to Villanova. People weren't walking around going, oh, some Chapel Hill stuff right there. Okay, can I just stop you right there? They hit miracle three-pointers in both of those games just to tie it up. So they don't have anything to complain about. Continue. But that's my point. No one walks around and says, oh, they lost on a buzzer beater again. That's some Chapel Hill stuff right there. Yeah. No one says that. So quit saying it about your own team. You're making the fan base look bad. And it certainly doesn't help the team or their confidence in themselves. That's my No, I That's I, I'm off my soapbox, but that's how I feel. Like I wish people would quit. No, you're completely right. I mean, what To play devil's advocate then, how do you explain, you know, a 75-foot buzzer beater against Florida a couple years back. How do you explain a missed 33-yard field goal from sh- from straight on? How do you explain giving up nine runs in two innings without giving up any hits against TCU a couple years ago? Sports do crazy things. Crazy things happen in sports all the time. It doesn't – like, I think – I don't know if it's like people – in the NC State fan base aren't as affected when other people lose when other teams lose on buzzer beaters or they're like oh wow like other teams are doing the exact same thing and watching us miss shank a field goal Mm -hmm. it happens to everybody it's not like it happens to everybody sports do crazy things crazy things happen in sports all the time here's where I'm going to disagree with you I guess I can't really say this for certain but I feel like it happens to NC State more than it happens to any other team. Because you're an NC State fan. Okay, but because I'm also... You're, an, you're not paying as close of attention to any other team in the country as you are NC State, okay, right or wrong. but I'm also a diehard Panthers fan and a diehard Red Sox fan, and I would not say that about either of those two teams. 
or the Celtics. Happens in sports, man. I'm just saying. I'm glad that it doesn't happen to the Panthers or the Celtics or the Red Sox, but I I don't really I don't necessarily agree. So you're with telling it. me before when you were growing up when the Red Sox were on a World Series drought, you when bad things would happen, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, I don't I mean, I'm not old enough to remember that." So okay. I can't really tell you. I um, I don't like you don't you don't pay as much attention to any other college sports team in the country as you do NC State, yes or no? Correct. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying like I do feel like it happens more to NC State than it does to other teams. And I can say that while <coughs> rooting for other teams. I followed the Red Sox for like fifteen years and I've never seen them lose games inexplicably like, you know, like NC State has. And that's what it is to me, just losing a game inexplicably where there's, like, nothing you can do. Like, a 33-yard field goal, nothing you can do. 75-foot you know, foot shot from Chandler Parsons, literally nothing NC State could do about that. But uh, So that have, you, have you seen these other sports teams that you're fans, fan, a fan of? Have you seen them win last-second games? Yeah. But I – so what about the teams on the other side? What if they feel the exact same way that you do about their team? Well, then that's their that, – I mean, that's fine. But So then is that some I'm, look, is that some of that team's stuff then? I'm just saying – I'm just saying – I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that it feels like it happens. I mean, you know me. I watch sports literally yeah. every day as much as I can, and I don't see it happen to other teams as much as I see it happen to NC State. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I do, I don't believe in it either. Let me just get that straight. I don't believe in it. But it the the inexplicable stuff where you like there's nothing you could do differently that has happened to NC State. More, I mean, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean how do you explain the Jacoby My overturning the Jacoby Myers call against Clemson? That's well, that's out like how do you I think there's a difference between it being in the fan like being in the hands of NC State and them screwing up and that being some NC State stuff and it being completely off the wall out of their hands. Okay, well that was off the wall out of their hands. So was the Chandler Parsons shot. You know, so was the rain against Coastal Carolina that like NC State was three outs away and then it started raining. You see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. There's I more just, ideas. I Calling just, Brian Underwood out of bounds. I mean, you know. I mean, you could go conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory about why stuff keeps happening. You could blame that. You could blame that on the ump at the baseball game last year against Coastal. I mean, you can you can blame the referees in football games against Clemson. Like, no, you can, I'm not saying you can do it all. So, like, I mean, you can start conspiracy theories if you want to, but at the end of the day, like. That's not in the hands of NC State. So how does that become NC State stuff if NC State couldn't have done it? Like you were just talking about, if NC State couldn't have done anything differently to change the outcome. How is that NC State's fault? It's how not, is that NC State the, stuff? That's the idea of NC State stuff in my mind. Like it's The NC State stuff is not on the players. It's on just fate, so to say. It's not like, you know... Like, even Kyle Bambard, for example, I don't even blame that on Kyle Bambard. If Kyle Bambard kicked a 1,033-yard field goals, 
from straight on. He probably makes 995 of them. And he just happened to miss that one. I don't really blame him. Did the pressure of the situation get to him? Yeah, probably. But he still would make that, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time. I, I agree with you. It doesn't exist, and using that as an excuse for the Boston College game is just absolutely piss poor. NC State was awful for 30 minutes in that game. Uh, so, yeah. But I'm just saying, the inexplicable... And I don't like I don't really talk about it a lot, but I do think that the inexplicable losses happen to NC State more than they happen to other teams. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. That's my thing. I mean, that's why it's a that's why it's a conspiracy theory. That's why NC State stuff is a thing. Right, but the thing is, like, people have turned NC State stuff into just like, oh, NC State didn't show up after a big win. Like, that is not NC State stuff. That's just, you know. That's on you to be better, in my mind. Or, you know, NC State couldn't make a three. Like, you know, that's on you. I just think that some of the inexplicable stuff, and I'm sure there's more games that I can't think of off the top of my mind, off the top of my head, but, you know. I've been watching, I mean, I've watched probably three times as many Red Sox games just because they play so many more games over the past, like, three years than i watched NC State games. And they, like... It doesn't happen. It does not happen. It's just, I mean, it happens in like I don't like I don't know. I get every every fan base can complain no, I get about the saying. things that they've dealt with. And you talk about the Louisville thing, but like losing to Virginia the other day when they were up five with a second to go or whatever it was. But like I would file that under Louisville stuff to so to say, but you know that's also their fault partially. Anyway, it's a good discussion. I'm not like I I just want you to know that I like I don't believe in it. I just think that the inexplicable sports things happen more to NC State than they happen to other teams. I could be wrong on that. I just um, I think NC State has their fair share of lucky situations too. That's not Okay, NC like what? State. Uh like uh the basketball game this past uh, season at PNC Arena when Clemson missed the second free throw and we won instead of going to overtime? A missed free throw? Okay, then why w walking out of there, why was everybody like, yeah, last year that game would have gone to overtime and we would have lost? Yeah, I, I don't I, That's not the same thing to me. That's NC State almost blew the game. Okay. I mean... Yeah, I yeah no that doesn't. I I don't think that's it. But let's agree to disagree on that. One. All right. Well, but either way, we can agree that it was NC State stuff. NC State stuff does not exist, and NC State fans need to quit feeding into yes. it, and it would stop. Yes. Done. That's it. End of discussion. And it had absolutely nothing to do with the game against Boston College because NC State was terrible for thirty minutes. Um, but anyway, the NCAA tournament. State faces Seton Hall on uh, Thursday. And um, Kansas, if they win, assuming Kansas wins too. Kansas, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. Kansas has one of the tougher 16 seeds to face in recent memory. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Kansas is going to lose, but Kansas has a, probably a better chance of losing than any 
uh, one seed probably in the last five, six, seven years. It's not going to happen, though. Kansas will win by 30 or something. Hmm. But um, anyway, uh, so how do you feel about the team going into the tournament? Seton Hall is in the Big East, uh, to be honest. I don't really know a whole lot about them. I think they've got three solid players. One of them is playing through an injury, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm trying to think, what else do I know about them? They're tough. I don't think they shoot a lot of threes, which will probably help them against NC State. But how do you feel headed into the tournament? I'm looking at their stats right now, provided by the lovely ESPN Tournament Challenge. And they score, their opponents score 73 points a game, and ours score about 75. So they're 1 in 5 against top 25 teams, and we're 4 and 4. They score 79 points a game, and we score 81. Uh, well, that's tough. It's tough to read a whole lot into that. If They've had wins over – they lost to Villanova twice, Xavier twice, Rhode Island they lost by one, Tech, they beat Texas Tech by ten, oh, that's split a good with Creighton, and they beat Providence twice. It's tough for me to uh, put much weight into the points per game and points allowed per game because – um, you know, teams play at different paces. So NC State probably has three, four, five more possessions a game. And the Big East are always grinded out, slow you down defensive games. Uh, so it's hard for me to put a whole lot of weight into that. But Seton Hall's a good team. Uh, they're an eight seed. I think is they don't have any – well, I guess Texas Tech would probably qualify as a huge, you know, pretty big signature win. Um, NC State, of course, has four, four, five. I'd say four signature wins: Arizona, mm -hmm. Duke, Chapel Hill, and uh, wasn't there another one? Clemson. I don't qualify that one as big. That's they say it is. Arizona. Arizona, Duke, Chapel Hill. Is that it? Clemson. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, who did you say they beat Providence and Creighton? They split with Creighton. Yep. They're gonna be they're gonna be good, and I I think it'll be a good game. Eight nine games are always good, and I think a lot of times people can get caught up, you know, as an eight nine seed taking the first game for granted. But that's never ever ever a good thing to do. Yeah. Um. Just because you know those teams are good too. If you're an eight or a nine seed, you're probably one of two things. You either started hot. Uh, at the beginning of the season and faded down the stretch or, you know, you were on the bubble and then you played really well and got off the bubble. And this is where you're at now. NC State definitely falls into the second category, I would say, uh, on the bubble for uh, most of the season and then played well enough to get off of it. But uh, I don't hate the matchup. I mean, state. the bottom line for me is State's going to have to shoot well mm -hmm. no matter who they play. NC State's not going to win many games if they don't shoot well because rebounding is not a great strength. It's going to be tougher to force turnovers in the tournament. And, uh, you know, Seton Hall's doesn't shoot a lot of threes from what I understand. So, you know, NC State doesn't give up a lot of threes. That's the strategy on defense. Create turnovers, don't give up threes. And, uh, you know, it's gotten us to this point. But we'll see. I don't hate it, you know. Yeah. I don't hate the matchup. Uh, Kansas... If State is able to get past Seton Hall, uh, 
Look, in my mind, they're the most favorable one seed that you could face. I don't know if you agree or disagree on that. But, um, yes, no? Mm. I don't know. I mean, they're number one. They're, they're a one seed for a reason. So, right. I mean. And that's my thing. I mean, you know, nitpicking between the one seeds, usually, you know, sometimes there's a one seed that's clearly the best team in the country. Uh, and other than that, either you know the other three teams are if there's all four teams you're really just nitpicking i mean they're all top four teams in the country so there's not a huge difference you know yeah and kansas has lost seven times three of them i think were at home uh so to me they're beat they're very beatable and uh i'm sure they know what nc state's done this year to top teams and uh you know if they do face nc state you know they're gonna be ready i would think you know, because they know what we've done this mm -hmm. year. But at the same time, our guys are going to be ready because they are going to go in with all the confidence in the world. NC State's going to be the team playing with house money, and Kansas is going to be the ones on the pre under pressure because if they lose, you know, they're going to be the team that fell short, didn't even make the Sweet 16, right? Yep. So, um, so we'll see. Kansas doesn't have a lot of depth, which I think is important. I will say this. One thing that I would do, they have a big guy, Yudoka Azabuki, who state recruited a couple. They actually have a bunch of guys state recruited. But uh, Yudoka Azabuki is the big guy. He shoots like 40% from the free throw line. If NC State sees Kansas, I want to see Leonard and Abu foul out of that game from fouling Azabuki and making him shoot free throws. What do you think about that strategy? I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't necessarily think that it should be their goal to foul, but I mean, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I mean, I it, you know, if he starts out by making some of them, you know, that's fine. Maybe you stop, but my thing is, if you're if you're struggling, I guess this is my point. If you're struggling to stop them, wait for him to touch the ball and foul him. That's what I would do. Yeah. Send Leonard and Abu in there, and you are to foul him. Uh, you know, if NC State is forcing plenty of turnovers, Kansas is making shots, then obviously, you know, don't do that. Just stop. Get a stop. But um, we'll see. We're going to have to rebound, I think. Um, yep. You know. That's in both games. <laughs> right. And the re rebounding is if we make it past Eaton Hall, right? Rebounding has been an issue all year, but um, you know, all it takes is a couple good games, and and to me, it's the guards that need to rebound. You know, we know what the big guys can do. They're they're, we know what they're going to do on the boards, I should say, but uh, NC State really becomes a really good team when the guards are rebounding, and then they uh, that helps them cut the rebounding deficit. What's one big key for you uh, this weekend against? Seton Hall, and potentially Kansas. I mean, obviously, other than just shooting well, I think it's going to be defensive pressure. Yeah, forcing turnovers. Yeah, forcing, forcing, forcing turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll go I think with that's it. important. I'll go with rebounding, like I said. And, look, Kansas is another is a good matchup because they shoot a lot of threes. So if State can get them off the three-point line, you know, could make things interesting if State gets to that point. Seton Hall is going to be a very uh, tough matchup. What does your gut tell you 
about uh, this weekend? I'd be lying if I felt if I said I felt super confident. Well, you're not. You're, we're a nine seed. We're an underdog in both games. You're not supposed to feel confident. Mm, I don't know. You know. I mean, like I said, we're going in. We're going in with house money. If we lose, hey, we <laughs> we did way more than we were supposed to this year. Yeah. And if we win, you know, everybody's going to be talking about us. I mean, I I think in my brackets I picked Seton Hall to win, but that's almost. I picked us to win. I picked I picked NC State to win in the first round. Yeah, I. It's gonna be a toss up game, I think. Which, which if it is a close game down the stretch, I think it'll favor State. But uh, <coughs> I don't know. There's no. I mean, State can definitely do it. If I had to pick, I'd say we're gonna lose to Kansas in a in a hard fought game. Maybe, you know, run out of gas towards the end. But. Um, I mean, would, you wouldn't be shocked to see us beat Kansas at all, right? Mm-mm. I mean, I don't think anybody would, no. especially after we've d- what we've done this year. But uh, I'll say that. I'll say we we beat Seton Hall and then come up a little short against Kansas. Yep. Same thing? Yeah. I think we can definitely beat Kansas, but Kansas. it'll depend on how. We're going to need to see Kansas's B or C game. I think if Kansas is on, I think it's going to be a little too much to ask. I think for us, yeah. If that makes sense, I don't think we're going to be able to beat them if they're on, if they're playing as well as they possibly can. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Any thoughts on the on the women's? No. I think um, it'll be tough. Yeah, I I think NC State's going to get a really stiff test in both games, but I think yeah. they'll be able to pull it out. I think so too. Being at home. I think when when Friday. Mhm. Come up short on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be tough. That Maryland Maryland, is, Maryland concerns yeah. me. They're good. And like I said, NC State was probably the last host, so Maryland was probably you know, the um, right up there, right up there as well, which reminds me of when we played Coastal in baseball. State was the last team to host and Coastal was the team that got knocked out of hosting. And they I'm uh, still salty about that. Yeah. And they came on down here and beat us. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Anyway, that'll do it uh, for us. Anything else to add? No, don't think so. All right. We will be back uh, next week to talk about. Um, both teams and uh, hopefully preview some sweet 16 games uh, if not we will um, recap potentially with a uh, with a guest next week so um, be sure to check check back in for that we want to thank you all uh, for listening and we'll be back next week with another edition of the howler thanks for listening to the howler a service of pack tv Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.